0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars, yeah, show number 969.
1: This was really the crucial point of my career because then we started to make long documentaries, feature documentaries for the big screen, and we also started to make commercials and not TV anymore. So it was a big risk, but it was really worth to do it. (laughs)
0: Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Germany, Tim Hanna. Tim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Yeah, I have the finger on the starter button.
0: All right, here we go. Tim Hanna is the director at Stereo Screen, where they are known for their innovative and revolutionary nature. They visualize stories with timeless pictures using the best minds in the business. It was founded in 2001. Tim is a filmmaker and director whose sophisticated visual concepts are finished with his very special signature. Stereo Screen is known for their racing films, and they've also produced over 400 films in the last 15 years, shooting for marks including Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, BMW, Cadillac, Dunlop, Porsche, and Red Bull. he has also contributed to Getty Images and partnered with many television channels. Some of his full length documentaries include 24 Hours, One Team, One Target, and Adrenaline, a magnificent film about Alex Zanardi. So, Tim, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, to share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion for automobiles?
1: Yes, thank you for the introduction. You're um, yeah, I think you already mentioned a few things about me. Um, actually, I was born into a racing driver family. So some of my uncles, my cousin, and they were all involved into racing. So I literally grew up, grew up with sports cars and spending a lot of weekends on the racetrack. But uh, also at a young age, I discovered my love for music and art. And I studied a little bit the piano and became interested in photography and writing. So I ended up in the mid-20s to start a professional career as a film director because there I could really put everything together, all my passions And yeah, today I'm maybe known for some films that you already mentioned. And my last film was No Limits with uh, my idol, Alex Sanardi, which was a really huge experience.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I love the fact that you've combined all these passions with cars together to create a really wonderful business and career in your life. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests this question. Could you share with us a mantra or an inspirational saying that has some meaning for you? It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah, or the film reels spinning back when they had film reels. So, Tim, take the wheel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very important subject, and I could talk about this maybe for hours, but I don't, I don't <laughs> think we have the time now. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's very important to have some of these mantras or quotes to have in your mind, um, You know, they motivate you to go your way and not lose your goal. So, um, yeah, and as I've been working with uh, Alex Anari, of course, it became even more important to me. But uh, the main quote that became important to me is, all choices take you somewhere, but both choices take you where you're supposed to be, which is a very big difference. So I think whether in private or in business, um, you should make your dreams come true. And if you want to do that, you have to take both choices and also some risks that's at least my experience you in germany we say you have to jump into the cold water i don't know if it's also in america <laughs> yes i understand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes so don't think too much about what will happen if you could fail you know don't take life too seriously but on the other hand work hard for what you want to achieve yeah i think that's a good combination and uh, when you're older, I think you will regret what you didn't do, but not where you failed. So we oh. will forget that.
0: You know, <laughs> that's the most important thing. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Words of a loser, as a friend of mine shared with me years ago. Uh, absolutely. Well, you grew up in a family of racers, which is very cool. So that obviously had a big influence on you. But would you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car guy?
1: Yeah, of course. There were lots of them. As I said, you know, my uncles, my cousin, um, we had a lot of racers in our family. So uh, when I was young, I spent a lot of weekends on the racetrack and probably on the Nürburgring because mm. that was our home turf. We had a house there, my grandparents. And, and so, you know, whenever we had time, we were somewhere at the at the, Nordschleife, the old Nürburgring. Yes. And my father had four brothers and they usually came up also with fancy street cars sports cars and you know i learned to know a lot of interesting car guys um, through that connection and um, yeah um, but the longer i think about it uh, for me it was when i was probably six years old and my uncle was an automotive journalist and he needed someone to ride a motorbike and a a little mini bike from mv augusta an italian brand yes uh (laughs) uh-huh so and, and 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 so I was six years old, and I was just shooting to that motorbike. And so they said, hey, you're the one. So that was my first experience. I was six years old, and I got even paid for it because it was a magazine shooting. So my first fee that I got was with six years.
0: Oh, my gosh. How cool is that? Well, when, <laughs> yeah, I, when I hear the words MV Agusta, I had an MV Agusta F4 for a while. And all right, I'm great. imagining that this uh, little scooter you're on wasn't quite an MV Agusta <laughs> F4 six years
1: old. Yeah, it was. I, I still have some photos, and I, I I use it now for my Facebook page. So
0: ah, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's right. Photos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I've seen that picture.
1: That's very that very cool. A, I had to, I had hair then. Yeah, me Not too.
0: Anymore. <laughs> yeah, you and I have go to the same barber, I believe. The, that's true. The nature barber who uh, takes all our <laughs> hair away. Well, growing up around the Norslev, the Gosh, the green mm-hmm. hell, as they call it. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, I've had the pleasure of driving twice on that track, just for fun, mm-hmm. driving rental cars back when you could do that. They've, they've, they've kind of outlawed that now. But um, what an amazing exactly. place to grow up and to see family members on that track. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. And also, I remember when I was 16, my father and I, we uh, were driving with a Fiat Panda onto the track. Mm-hmm. And I was not allowed to drive at this age. In Germany, you have to be 18. So. So we went through the first corner, and then we changed the, the seats, and Uh-oh. then I went. And, <laughs> and after a few corners, I had a terrible spin, you know. And my father oh, yeah. was laughing, and he said, "When I was 16, uh, I, I took my my uh, driving instructor, <laughs> you know. Oh. So he had more or less the same experience, but in good. No, I, uh, actually, yeah, that was that was our home turf, and uh, wow. it still is. And it's funny because later we made a lot of films on that track. Uh-huh. Also for an American brand, maybe I can talk about this later because yeah. it's a funny story too. But the Nürburgring somehow is, is crucial for, you know, what my childhood and also what we do today. Wow,
0: fantastic.
1: Well, I also wanted to tell you another yes. thing because yes. another uncle of mine was Lamborghini importer at, when I was oh. young. Oh, wow. And my father was working for Lufthansa. So whenever my uncle needed to transfer a car from Bologna or Sant'Agata to Germany he asked my father and my father said hey you have to be with me and he took me out of school and we went to Italy oh my gosh no (laughs) way it was a dream of course for me and then you know I was like 10 11 years old and uh, my, my uncle always said everything's fixed just get the car and go home but all the time we went there everything there was the papers weren't fixed and yeah so we spent like two or three days there until the car <laughs> was ready and when i returned home to school i had to tell my teachers i was ill yeah i was but ill it, I, I had i had the mira disease <laughs> yeah but the problem is that i had a, a an italian suntan then and i didn't look very uh, yeah but, yeah but, i mean it was really really great fun to you know go. To, down the Autostrada through the Alps and we did this a lot of times with Countach or the cars that oh my So I have a gosh. very strong connection to, to Lamborghini. Oh,
0: yeah. what, <laughs> what a dream come true for anybody, much less a kid. Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, true. now
0: I'm really jealous, Tim. Gee whiz. Well, <laughs> let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even a big failure. You've been an entrepreneur which is fraught with ups and downs and challenges. So mm-hmm. take yeah. us do one of those walk us through it but tell us how yeah. it helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward and what you learned from it
1: i'm doing films now for over 20 years so when i was like 24 25 i already uh, worked for a german car magazine like automotor Sport tv which is quite famous in germany and then i founded my, my own company and i think in 2010 2011 there came new photo cameras the DSLR cameras that were able to shoot, which was really new. And also the, the uh, platforms like YouTube and Vimeo, they became bigger and bigger. So you could start making films without TV stations behind you. Mm, and yeah. uh, so then we made a test at the Nürburgring again with these cameras. And we finished a 24-hour race and we were shooting all the time without sleeping and putting the film into the Internet like three, four days after the race. And it got big. And, um, you know, BBC gave me the, the nickname Car Telly Guru after that because <laughs> uh, they made a, a review and they liked it. And um, then when we came home and, uh, and the film was on the Internet, there was one guy who commented, this looks like a trailer for a movie. And ah. I run this company together with my brother and we looked at each other and, and thought like, hmm, it's not the, the worst idea. And right. Yeah, yeah that that they really had the idea of saying hey why not trying it and it was really through this command and uh, yeah so we went to bmw to munich because they won this race that we've been covering and said hey next year we want to make a big movie about your team and the race and they were thinking we were joking but then we wrote out the poster we've already made a film poster it was the first thing we did and so they said, hmm. And also I had this connection to to the German TV and I could tell them, hey, we're going to have a, a TV coverage and whatever. So after a few weeks, we convinced them really to do it. And and then we thought like, okay, now, now we've we got to do it. How, <laughs> how the hell are we going to do that? Right. You know, yeah. and because 90 minutes is something different than like five, six, seven. Ah, uh, yes. And but we had no, no chance to think about it too long. We, you know, the, the testing was already starting and, you know, we had to do a lot of things. Yeah. So we, be, we, we've been following the team for a few months and it was really a great time to be at the driver's homes and interview them and to spend times with them and whatever. my gosh! And it was really cool. And then came the race day and the BMWs were doing good. It was Charlie Lump's team. I mean, Schnitzer BMW, I, I don't know if it's famous oh, yeah. in, in america and oh, germany yeah. it's really famous yes i was really the, the the team to follow the, the, you know and they were really doing good but after one or two hours the first car had technical issues and and lost a lot of time and then there was a crash and the second car you know drove against the direction and was about to be disqualified and mm. and i think this was really the crucial moment and then we started really to think about what are, are we doing here you know like if this car is going to be disqualified uh yeah we've got no film the end all. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's a quite boring end huh?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> that's what i said earlier don't think too much try to stay cool and you know i i kept saying this to myself and in the end everything went fine so the team could prevent the disqualification and and the Schnitzer BMW finished in second place, and, you know, yeah. the film became a big success. This was really the crucial point of my career, because then we started to make long documentaries, feature documentaries for the big screen, and we also started to make commercials and not TV anymore. So mm. it was a big risk, but it was really worth to do it.
0: Wow. You know, this is a fantastic story, because the <laughs> takeaway I get from this story is, When you have an idea, be bold Mm -hmm. and just go and present it. The fact that you could walk into BMW and say, guess what? We want to make a film about your racing team. (laughs) The fact you even got in the door is amazing. (laughs) And then the fact that they actually said, "Okay." And then the other takeaway from this when you're experiencing some big challenges during the race is go with the flow. Those are the words that come to my mind. Just go with the flow. And I love your attitude about don't take it quite too seriously because you can get so dwelled up in the things that are going on that you can lose focus of where yeah, you need and, to
1: go. And what you mentioned with the flow is like we were really embedded. You know, we were living the whole race and also the preparation, everything together with the team so the yeah. byline of our film was one team one target and ah. that counted for the film crew and the racing team huh? yeah and i remember that the final interview we did uh with charlie lamb at the pit war we were all in tears you know oh yeah everything yeah. everyone was crying and <laughs> i think there was never any documentary closer to the race action Because we really spent a lot of time with these guys. And, you know, we went, you know, we didn't sleep. We didn't, we did just the same program as they did. Yeah, you were part of the team. and, And then to have a beer with all the team and this feeling was so strong. That That we knew that it was worth all the effort, you know, oh, but then of, of course we had still some weeks in the in the post production oh, yeah. whatever, but but that's okay, i mean that we can deal with that, but
0: yeah, yeah, uh, the bones of the film uh put together, so wow that is, that yeah. is such a cool story, a very inspirational story. <laughs> uh, let's shift gears though and go to the other end of the spectrum, and you kind mm-hmm. of alluded to this with. The idea that uh, a viewer said, hey, this looks like the trailer to a film. Maybe that was your (laughs)
1: aha moment, but is there a
0: a career aha moment for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was an aha moment, but also I think the film premiere. I I don't think you should do what you want to have a success. I mean, that's totally the wrong starting point. But once I was in in the cinema and it was the first time I could see an audience reacting to what we are doing.
0: Because uh, on yes. TV,
1: you don't see it. In the internet, maybe you get some comments. But to sit in the cinema and to see the reactions of the people, whether they laugh, whether they are thrilled or whatever, you feel that. And yes. I thought, hey, this, I have to do this again and again. This, this is what I want to do. This. Wow. Ah,
0: uh, that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, I would assume you've had many proud moments along the way. But is there one that stands out for you? Well, I think I Hello? lost you there.
1: Are you there? Oh, uh, no, we lost the
0: connection. Oh, I'm sorry. We lost the connection there. Okay. Um, let me ask you this question again, okay? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would assume you've had many proud moments of the many fantastic films that you and your team have produced, but is there one that stands out you would share with us?
1: Of course. The, the one I would share is uh, No Limits, Impossible is just a word. It's the last film we did mm-hmm. together with Alex Zanardi. Um I mean, he's one of my heroes and everything we, we did before led to this film. Um, like all the documentaries, the connection to BMW. Uh, so they somehow hired us or they told us, hey, you should make the film about Alex Zanardi's race in spa mm. 24 hours with uh, Timo Glock and Bruno Spengler, two other really cool guys. And so, um, yeah, we, we spent like half a year or six, seven, eight months to produce this film mm-hmm. and really dipped into the life of a hero. And I think, um, yeah, this is, you cannot say how much it's meant to me and meant to me. And I think this was really crucial. But there was another thing commercial-wise is also very funny because after the first long documentary, we got an email and it was just two sentences in it. There was like, hey, we're going to shoot in Germany. Do you often work in Germany? And it was from an agency from the U.S. And (laughs) my brother and I, again, we looked at each other and said, hey, what's that? Is it spam or what is it? And I said, come on, let's answer it. And in the end, we found out that uh, this agency is producing, wanted to have a production company in Germany that produces a film about the testing of their new model, ATS, Cadillac ATS. Yeah. Uh huh. So um, a few weeks later, we found, each, uh, we found us again at the Nürburgring. Oh, my gosh. Is, <laughs> I don't know. What, the film was also called Green Hell in the end. And, um, you know, they, they produced a series about it or we produced it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it became clear that they wanted to use this material for their Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So wow. That was really funny because in the end, um, this film – that started with like a two-sentence email uh, <laughs> has been the most viewed as- advertising spot in U.S. television history. With wow. I think 111 million people watched this. So- oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> I mean, this is an incredible story because you know we all get these emails from time to time. We kind of yeah. look at them and think, "Come on, this can't be real." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you never know when you, you answer. Never know. Yeah. Just don't answer the one from the guy from South Africa who has a million dollars for you if you send him. That guy's not real. That guy's not real. So uh, but oh, what a wonderful what a wonderful story. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Is there a mm-hmm. a car that's really special to you that you've owned and could you share maybe mm-hmm. a memory or two about that vehicle?
1: Yeah, actually, I have not so much to say about this because I really never owned a very special car. I'm really <laughs> sorry. You just photographed uh, really special cars. <laughs> that's them. it. I mean, that's, that's the point. I mean, when I was young, uh, I had this chance to, to, to be passenger in these cars. And yes. later, I, I was testing a lot of cars for mm-hmm. this car magazine. So I I was able to drive a Maserati, MC12, Porsche Carrera, GT, Lamborghini, Aventador, Ah. Ferrari, F40, whatever. I mean, really, I had the chance. And and always when they presented the cars, we were like going to the Tuscany or the Provence or on some racetracks or whatever. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah, but then I thought, what? No, it can't be any better than that. If I own this car, I have all the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all the
0: expense. Yeah, and I think you figured, not- figured out the secret. <laughs> you just drive other people's cars.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm not a really good mechanic. I mean, I really, I, I cannot do it. And, and so maybe it was better. But I yeah. had some nice moments with these cars. I remember that uh, also I had some, some strange moments because I remember when we were in, in Italy and doing a story about Lamborghini's masterpieces, and uh, I was in a, in a Mayura, and uh, the car caught fire. <laughs> oh. So it was the car that we just took out of the museum. Oh, which no. It really cost a fortune, I would say. And yes. it had this plastic engine cover. I don't know if you know this. It's kind of lamellas. Is it the mm. right word? Okay. So they caught fire because the engine was... I don't know, too hot. Too hot, Yeah. So we were jumping out of the car.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: and these are things that that happen. But, um yeah. Oh. And 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 today I would say I'm really interested in old cars, classic mm-hmm. cars. Yeah. Not so much in the in the new cars. Mm-hmm. But then you really have to know how to, you know, work on them and that's well, definitely yeah. not the thing that I'm very good at. Well, so you I need stick, to have I,
0: a good mechanic.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't have the money to pay a mechanic, so forget about it. I and, understand. Uh, and so I have a grand piano and some nice cameras, and that's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's okay, being a guy who uh, loves music and culture and, and film. Well, this next question is about sellers or more. Since you don't have a car in your past that really stands out, I'm going to mm-hmm. twist this question a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You've been able to drive some amazing vehicles. You've been able to drive mm-hmm. in some amazing vehicles. If you had to pick one that you did not want to get out of when you were done, what was it?
1: The funny thing is that would be the new even if uh, it, caught, uh, caught, even fire, if it caught on fire. Even if it caught yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter because uh, I have a really strong connection to Lamborghini and I just love yeah. the the style of this car the uh the form the silhouette oh it's beautiful and the v12 engine and it's so hard to drive it has a lot of horsepower and everything is is really you know difficult to do yeah and um you have to really shift gears with uh heel and toe and so on so i really love this car and Mm. you know that would be my Number
0: one. Choice. Oh, wow. Well, you picked a bucket list car for me, too. I've had the pleasure <laughs> of driving one and they are absolutely beautiful and fun to yeah. drive in every way. Wow. Well, let's talk about the new year here. We're into February 2018. The new year is still kind of fresh. What has <laughs> you really excited and fired up for this year?
1: The winter time is always quite not so busy here because, mm-hmm. of course, there's no races, and here the weather in Germany is really horrible. Mm-hmm. So, always the, 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 the year starts kind of calm. Actually, at the moment, we do a little bit uh, some commercial f- films, smaller projects, and, uh, but I'm also thinking about two feature length films again. Mm. And you know I'm, I'm I'm writing some scripts and uh, getting into contact with people but uh, yeah maybe we could make another interview in 3 or 4 months and then I can tell you more about it. <laughs> I would be very excited <laughs> to hear moment, about it's that. It's too early I cannot talk too much about it but I understand. Uh, I think there's more things coming up.
0: Absolutely. I see a very bright future for you Tim. <laughs> Here's a very introspective question for you. If Tim Hanna was a car hmm. what would he be? <laughs>
1: Mm, that's a funny question um <laughs> i think i think that it will be su- surprising but i think i would be a, a volvo maybe a
0: because, volvo uh, I,
1: yeah because i think i'm really trustful uh you can count on me mm-hmm. and i stick to my team i stick to my people and and when i'm into a project i always go that extra Maya. you know I, you i'm go. kind of pragmatic even if it's kind of artist work that we're doing but you have to go that extra mile and 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 you know push it until the end. And I think a Volvo is this car you can go all the way, reliable. But yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> as i told you about about lamborghini i think uh you know i'm a bit crazy and impulsive so on the other hand i would be a, a lamborghini with this weakness for beauty and you know a good life and yes. and so on so maybe i would be a, a Guinea then or
0: something like Oh, volvo now <laughs> you are a very creative guy i love the way you answered that a Guinea. i love it the, you're the first volvo, volvo Guinea on car shit
1: lambvolvo
0: yeah whatever but uh, I love it. Tim, you're, you're, you are one creative guy. Well, up next is the last lap But before we put the pedal to the metal and okay, imagine cool. that uh, Lamborghini, Volvo Guinea, whatever it might be. <laughs> let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners. This is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with cover, craft, floor mats, and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. All right, Tim, we are back. I've still got visions of that uh, Volvo Gini in my mind. I can't imagine what that's going to be. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. All right. What's the best automotive
1: advice you've ever received? Uh, For me, it's uh, better 1,000 kilos than 1,000 horsepower. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. That's something good. that goes into the Colin Chapman direction, you know? Yes. A, oh, yeah. A, a good car should be light and not have too much horsepower. Absolutely. So Absolutely.
0: Did you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes?
1: I try to put ideas into life. I don't know if you know him. Jochen Nerpasch is the, the, the founder of the MGMBH. And he did so many cool things with BMW, the the art cars and whatever. He said in an interview, to have an idea is easy, but to implement it is the problem. Yes. And I think my habit is if I want to do something, I try to really go all the way. And 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 I think there's hardly anything you cannot achieve um, if you really, you know, go for it. Absolutely.
0: Now, how about a resource? There are lots of wonderful resources these days. Is there one you'd like to share?
1: For your... Listeners, I would recommend, of course, my own website. Yes. And what is (laughs) that? It's timhane.com. And and I think you find a a lot of nice car movies and other small clips. And also my my website from my company. So it's stereoscreen.de. And uh, you told me that you've already been watching some films there. I think it's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, For a filmmaker, it's always Vimeo. It's, you know, YouTube and good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you find cinematic stuff all the way on Vimeo. And I don't know, for cars, I think there are hundreds out there. I mean, you must know better than me.
0: Uh, There are a few. (laughs) Yeah, there are just a few. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll tell our listeners, I'll make sure I put some links on Tim's show notes page on the CarJow website to his website. So you can check out (laughs) the many creative things. You're going to be there a while. I got to warn you because there's some really cool stuff there. (laughs) <laughs> now, if I could arrange for you to have a beer or a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I just did that. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 because I've made this film project with Alex Zanardi, so we don't. We we had a drink, we had a dinner, we had oh, a whole wow. film project together. So, wow. this would have been one of the guys, of course to share a drink with and you know i remember when we were in the, in the restaurant even the waiter said no no you don't have to pay you're invited so oh my gosh yeah it, it, it was an honor to be uh, around alex uh, yes. for everyone you know and for me ex- especially to to make a film project together with him but uh, the one i would always have liked to met would have been iron senna
0: so oh, he yes. was my hero another one, you know, yeah.
1: since I watched the first race, I think. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's not possible. But uh, 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 he was my hero, and I loved his, his attitude, his you know way of life when he was in Brazil, and uh, the determination and the philosophy and, and the way he, he spoke about things was, for me, from another planet. It, it, there's no other racing driver that had this charisma. And so… Yes. Um, I even was at this graveyard in 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 Sao Paulo in Murumbi mm. because it was important for me, you know, to yeah to see his grave, pay some um, respect. It's the only yeah. thing I could do. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I love Senna. I even have one of his quotes on my business card. Uh, I like him so much, but of Which course, Alex, um, the past is just data. I only see the future. Yeah, and I, cool. I love that quote of his where he's always looking ahead. Which is a great kind of analogy to race car drivers. They're always looking way down the track, not just right in front of them, and they really don't care what's behind them because that yeah. doesn't matter. So um, and what, that's great.
1: what he also said was, "We are all made of emotions," which is also very strong. Yes. Oh gosh. And, and, and that's that's the way we try to also make our films. You know, to mm. to try to transport the emotions that we have uh, onto the screen, and 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 you know to you know. To see people laugh or even cry uh, uh, yes. in the cinema or whatever, that is the thing that also uh, you know I, I love to do that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And Alex Z- Zanardi, what uh, incredible oh, yeah. inspiration? I hope someday I can have him as a guest here and share uh, his mm-hmm. words to my listeners. He, he is an inspiration to so many people. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy?
1: I think I should better recommend a film, right? Oh, okay, <laughs> you could do that. I'll let you do that. Yes. So, this would be all I mean, as we have been speaking about Ayan Senna, I think the, the Senna documentary everybody should watch it. Everyone yes. who is into racing should watch it. It won the Sundance uh, award in, in in the US, and I think it's one of the greatest documentaries ever made. And in the racing uh, scene, uh, for me, it's uh, a benchmark. And uh, yeah, and I think I, you should also watch No Limits.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources tim so been so kind to share on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com. Type in Tim Hanna, H-A-H-N-E into the search bar and that page will pop right right up with all yeah. these great links all right tim we are up to the checkered flag now you mentioned earlier that you liked older cars so here's your chance today i'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet money's no objects so don't worry about that i'm going to park it in your garage i'll even include a mechanic so you don't have to worry about working on it okay so what's that car going to be and why
1: yeah it, it could be the Miura that i've been talking about but as we already mentioned it maybe it would be a race car then and okay, if it would be a race car, I think it should be the 917.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because,
1: because it's the Steve McQueen car. It's the Lamont car. And I think it was so much ahead of, of the time and, uh, yeah, really iconic. And uh, you should have two or three mechanics for it maybe. But, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely take it.
0: <laughs> Imagine driving that car on the Nürburgring. ring. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, that
0: would uh, put some uh, thrills in your shorts, that's for sure. Well, Tim, you've taken us on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed talking with you. I appreciate you calling in all the way from Germany today. I want to thank you for sharing your amazing and creative automotive film journey with me and the Car Show listeners. Is there one little piece of parting wisdom or guidance you could offer us before you rip off down the track in that Porsche 917?
1: Uh, I think the wisdom that I would tell everybody is the byline of our film no limits and it's called impossible is just a word oh. and i think that's absolutely true
0: i love it that is fantastic and what's the best way for our listeners again to follow along with you and your business Stereoscreen?
1: so i mentioned it already so it's <laughs> another commercial break now for me absolutely no no <laughs> uh, it's timhane.de or stereoscreen.de or type com if you like it doesn't matter Okay.
0: Well, again, I'll make sure I put links on Tim's Cars You show notes page so you can check out what he's up to. I think uh, you're going to love the films he's created. Uh, They're going to just blow you away. And if you're into cars, which of course you must be if you're listening to this podcast, check out Tim Hanna, Stereo Screen. Uh, You're going to love what this guy's doing. And I can't wait to hear about the next project. So make sure you stay in touch with me, Tim, so I can share that with my listeners. Thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I will see you down the road.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thanks for
0: having me. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. you <laughs>